0: This is the Austin Life Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at austinlifechurch.com.
1: Good morning. Um, I, as you could probably tell, am very tech savvy and, um, and hip and... I get all of my news from Twitter, or at least I did. Uh, I would just, you know, television is so 20th century, and so I, every, everything, everything I knew about the world, I would basically get through, through Twitter. And it was just a, f- a few months ago that I found myself prior to 7 a.m. in the morning being extremely angry. And Beth would wake up, and the first thing I would do is I would rant at her about how the world is absolutely falling apart. Until I said, "You know, this is just this is not good." Uh, So I got rid of. Have y'all did y'all Twitter? Do y'all anybody in here Twitter at all? Insta, Snapchat. Anybody unplugged at all? Okay, so. I had to end up getting rid of Twitter. I got, I got, okay, I got rid of all my news. Twitter still all my sports is still from Twitter. Basically it's sports and cat videos is what I have Twitter for now. But Facebook is, you know, or Facebook is, is no better. You know, you, you see people all the time getting into these arguments over, over things on Facebook, people that are good friends. We saw just a few weeks ago, family members got into this raging, it ended up being a theological debate and now are not speaking and will not show up to the same holiday event. Um, so, it, it, and when you look at this, and I don't know again if y'all have noticed it, but there seems to be uh, a tension. I was around for like the Vietnam War protests. Um, I was, you know, two, but I was there. And I don't remember a lot of it, but I mean, there were, so there were times in this country where things were just like really tense, like they are now. Things are really, really tense. But I, it's, been, it's been decades and decades since there's been this kind of, just, just everyone seems to be walking around with a raw nerve. We were talking before we came on, it was just sort of a, um, it's sort of this perfect storm um, of 24-7 social media contact, um just you know politics off the rails it's just a very very unique time but if you look at some of the the anger some of the entitlement um it well, like we were promised in the end times this, this worship of self so much of this can boil down to a lack of empathy um Empathy is like this amazing gift that I think God gives us that enables us to relate to another person. That's what I figured. <laughs> I'm sorry, my butt just spoke. I'm going to actually turn it off. Sorry, but sorry Siri. This was so, this was so, yeah, yeah. I absolutely planned that. I'm going to have to put this in water. Okay. Okay, there. As I was saying. <laughs> I mean, if it, and being a therapist, right? Being a therapist, because we work with couples uh, and individuals. Uh, and so much of people, people will come uh, to counseling for, for relationship issues. And we've just started within the past year or so. Um, a whole section of the Timothy Center that's dealing with, with sexual addiction. And if you look at any addict, and that's, that's with alcohol or, or meth or sex, porn, uh, you name your addiction, addiction tends to be the single most uh, selfish thing in the world. Because addiction is, I get my jollies and I could not give a rat's rump about you. My children... My wife? Doesn't matter. Uh, my needs trump everyone else's needs. And so what you see in, ad- in addiction is a complete and total lack of empathy. Their empathy muscle has atrophied. And yet, I think that's true of our culture today. I mean, when, when we're dealing with a couple, one of the hardest things to do in couples therapy is to get the couple to, to just see something. To see any issue from the other person's point of view. They just can't do it. They just can't do it. Uh, And so you can just, I mean, if you look at conflict in marriage, in parent, between parent and children, at the office, in society, I'm telling you, it, for the most part, can be boiled down to a lack of empathy. Y'all familiar with Brene Brown? Okay. Some of you may have seen this, but here is Sister Bernay explaining the difference between empathy and sympathy. What? all right so empathy get this in our heads empathy is feeling with people it's feeling with somebody and so what does a lack of empathy look like i think there's a couple of things especially if we're talking about within the christian community what does a lack of empathy look like well number one it's playing the god card we see that throughout all the bible right job's friends. Well, this is happening to you, Job, old buddy, because of all the sin that's in your life, apparently. How about the guy that was born blind? And they asked Jesus, well, was it him or was it his parents' sin that made him to be born blind? We want to give some spiritual, we feel pressured to give some spiritual response as to what this poor soul is going through. So the number one thing is we play the God card. Don't do that. My mother died when I was 22 years old. And if one more person would have come up to me and said, well, you know, God causes all things to work together for good, I think I would have slapped them. In fact, there was one old woman I actually did slap, but she was kind of doddering anyway. There was Romans 8.28. Don't quote Romans 8.28. I don't care what you do. I don't care the temptation, the draw, because it's right there. That's one of the ones we all have memorized don't go there do not quote Romans I don't care how true it is and by the way it's true don't quote it number three saying I'm sorry that you feel that way that is that's not sorry sorry is I'm sorry for what I did so you never say I'm sorry you feel that way and you also don't say I'm sorry but Because Satan loves big butts and he cannot lie. No brother can do not. No apology can be followed by the word but. Because that's a non-apology apology. apology. So uh, don't say I'm sorry you feel what they and then shooting on people. That's a big one. We want to tell people that are going through something. Well you should have done this. And you should have done that. See we had this rule book in our head. And our rule book trumps your book in fact we don't really even acknowledge you have a rule book in your head because our rule book is the universal rule book and you should know that a complete you want to a complete and total lack of empathy is using the word should because you should know better you should have done this you should not have done that uh, and then there's um it, because should implies judgment right uh, because i'm telling you what you did wrong and what you now for should have done. Uh, there's a great book uh, called Hold Me Tight. Uh, and if you're married, uh, thinking about getting married, Hold Me Tight, Sue Johnson, she's the, the godmother of emotionally focused therapy, should be on everyone's shelf. And she talks about the demon dialogues. And one of them is when a couple gets sideways, one of, their, one of the demon dialogues is find the bad guy. Because there's a bad guy someone has got to be wrong and since it's not you that only leaves one other person and that's your spouse or your significant other so this idea of finding the bad guy and there's also a cognitive distortion called the fallacy of being right and how married we are to the fact that we are right Um, these things are those these are the things that absolutely destroy empathy well exactly they're the exact opposite of empathy you can't employ any of these things and give the impression that you're what feeling with this other person i feel with you all of those things speak the exact opposite of that i'm feeling with you and when we look at scripture and we, we 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 think about the idea of empathy and I mean, you know, the word Christian means what? Like Christ, right? So the idea is, technically, whoo, <laughs> for a lot of us, it, it's a swing and a miss, but it, technically we are supposed to be acting like Christ would act. WWJD, what would Jesus do? Well, all we have to do is look at Jesus. And of course, the great example of this is, is, is the, 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 the Bible verse, that virtually every child in church, it was the first one ever that you memorized, which was Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible and the most easily memorizable. And so when we look at the story of Jesus and Lazarus and Lazarus's two sisters, you know, he was dying and they sent word for Jesus to come because Lazarus was like his BFF and he didn't show and so Lazarus died and Mary and Martha are actually quite perturbed at the Lord Jesus that he didn't show because if he would have come he could have saved Lazarus here's what John 11 says starting in verse 32 when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him she fell at his feet and said Lord if you had been here my brother would not have died and when Jesus saw her weeping And the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. I don't know if you've ever, I don't know, how often you just sit around contemplating Bible verses. But why Jesus wept? Seems a little out of place. Because he's about to, you know, it's about time for the big reveal I mean, he was gonna, he was gonna do do the thing, and and every it made the Bible, and it was gonna be one of the great miracles. He knew this was coming; they didn't. They figure Lazarus is, you know, was gone. Uh, he'd been there a couple of days now, and yet Jesus wept. We're left with no alternative, other than maybe possibly really bad allergies. As to why he would have wept at that time. And it only falls to... He felt with them. He was able to put himself... In their shoes to feel their feelings. Now then, Jesus was God. Jesus spoke the universe into existence. And yet he was able to feel what someone else was feeling. If the Lord God of the universe can feel what someone else is feeling, how in the world is it so difficult for us to do? Like we can't relate, seriously, seriously we can't relate? Jesus felt with Mary and Martha knowing full well what was coming. I mean, if I was him, I'd be going, (coughs) okay, just wait, because it's going to blow your mind. But his heart broke because these people that he cared about deeply, their heart was broken. So Jesus weeping is one of the great biblical examples that Jesus gets it. Now, the author of Hebrews actually tells us in black and white, well, red and white, that Jesus gets it. This is Hebrew 415. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness. But we have one that has been tempted in every way just as we are. Yet he did not sin. We don't have this high priest. We don't have this God that we worship that's just up there. He's not this burning bush just out there just so omnipotent. If you look at him sideways he's going to zap you that is not the god that we serve he said we have a high priest that empathizes who feels what we feel because he's been tempted in every way that we've been tempted i would love about five fifteen and see jesus on mopac and just see if he could still not sin it could happen because he's god but the bible says that he was tempted in every way and therefore can feel with us. So when we, when we have a God that we're supposed to mimic, right? We are Christians. And if, and if he, if there's anyone that ever walked the earth that should be able to say, yeah, I don't get it. I, I can't see where you're coming from. It would have been Jesus. And yet he was able to. He was able to feel with them. That's why when it comes to even extremely difficult, I'm about as pro-life as, as it gets. And yet, here's a 16-year-old girl whose boyfriend deserted her. Parents kicked her out and said, when you have an abortion, you can be, and this is a true story, by the way, you can be, uh, we'll take you back as soon as you abort your child. Seriously, we can't understand. Seriously? And again, I'm, the. Yeah, boof, I'm just to the ride of Attila the Hun when it comes to something like abortion. And yet, are you seriously telling me you cannot feel with her? Of course you can. Kids come in the office all the time and, it's, you know, smoking weed, and it's like probably not a good choice, but I get it. You know, if, if I was going through what you're going through and I could smoke on something that was, you know, doesn't, it makes me not, I don't care, sign me up. Smoke a bowl. Not a good choice, but I get it. It's not that I don't get it. Of course I get it. You you look at divorce, and you look... That's one thing about being a therapist. They come in, and, and like a, a lady will come in and say, my husband is this. He says, my Lord, you're living with a monster. And then he comes in and says his story. He says, you're living with a witch. And of course, it, it's it's somewhere... <laughs> It's always in the middle and I'm sitting here with no dog in this fight. And so I can sit there and go, yep, I see what you uh Huh? Yeah, I see exactly what they can't, but I certainly can. Because very few people are just mean. Some of them are very few are, are actually just really abusive. Some are, but people have their point of view is true. And I get if I was in their shoes, absolutely i could see why they feel the way they feel so how do we then lastly we'll get you guys out of here how do we get our christ-like empathy on how do we do it well if we've got this young lady whose father kicked her out has there ever been a time in my life that I felt as though I was completely, totally, utterly alone and every thought, everything I thought my life was going to be now is not. Have I, have I ever felt that way? Because if I have, I can feel with her. Empathy requires us to dig down and find our own pain and our own abuse and our own abandonment and our own fear and if we can dig down and if we can touch that and not be in just complete denial that we've ever felt those feelings if we can if we can dig down and find that i'm not sure there's many people on earth that we could not feel with we have to dig down and find how the other person's pain and find it inside of us and another way that we can show empathy as a believer is just stop with the condemnation for Pete's sake yeah I'm, I'm reminded of Jesus and the woman caught in adultery and you know the guys are you know about to throw rocks at her and then you know he, he tells them without sin throw the first stone they all walk away and she says well where are those women that would condemn you and she said well they're gone and what did jesus say well you're going to hell in a handbasket he said i don't condemn you either so if jesus doesn't condemn again oh my gosh when i see people that are representing christianity I just don't see Christians red in the face, screaming and spitting. Doesn't mean there's no place for anger. You know, as we saw as we first got started, he dumped over the money changers. It's not like, you know, there's, there's no place for righteous indignation. <sighs> Probably the most anti-Christian thing I can think of is being red in the face, angry at someone and wagging a finger at them. And I don't know, it's probably because we're screaming at them that they're wrong and that they're horrible and they're godless. And I, th- I guess we're thinking they're going to go, oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for being God's instrument of correction in my life. I will now turn away from all of my beliefs that I've had since birth and just follow you, really because you're the one that's showing ultimate wisdom. I don't know why we're doing it. I don't know what our purpose is of just getting red in the face, screaming at people. just Because because again, how can I, speaking of judgment real quickly, this judge not lest ye be judged. How can I judge you simply because you're sinning differently than me? See, for me to judge somebody I mean, you who are without sin, right? How can I judge someone just because they happen to be sinning differently than I am? Who do I think I am? So I don't know where this exactly happened. um, But, you know, but this idea that um, that if I don't condemn something, I'm condoning something. That our condemnation is in some way required of us? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that happened. I don't know where that came from. There was an old cartoon, and it had Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson, and they were standing in the street, and it was deserted, right? And the papers were fluttering. It was supposed to, like, be post-rapture, right? And so the rapture had come. Everyone had raptured, and they were, like, the only two left. And one turns to the other and says, I don't get it. We hated all the right people. That's not true, of course. But that's a perception of believers. That if we don't condemn something, Lord knows we're going to be accused of condoning that behavior. Where Romans 8, 1 says, what? There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So scripture tells us flatly, that there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus and Jesus said I don't condemn you either I don't condemn and yet we still feel it is our moral spiritual biblical obligation to condemn those around us Um, the secret of getting on our Christ-like empathy is to be a paraclete amen to be not a parakeet, <laughs> which for the longest time, that's, I, yeah, a paraclete, which is again, you know, a Greek word that's talking about the Holy Spirit, right? Because the Holy Spirit walks alongside. The Holy Spirit reminds you of what God's Word says, the Holy Spirit walks with you through whatever. We're not supposed to fear the valley of the shadow of death not because God is going to spare us from that but that he's going to walk through that with us if we, we in any way could be like the Holy Spirit or whew, if the Holy Spirit could use us in the life of someone else it would be to simply walk with them through what they're going through and that's all that's all there doesn't need to be a Christian song that you would like to play them or a verse that you just read. It's just feeling what they're feeling. And walking with them through it. I'm telling you. Empathy. Is Willy Wonka's golden ticket. When it comes to relationships. It is the key. If anyone can achieve empathy. Uh, you want to talk. and you know, Just in relationships in general. Uh, It is just the door to peace and contentment in someone's life, in someone's relationship. But empathy is difficult, so how do we pull it off? There's a couple of verses, real quick, and we'll get out of here. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been sacrificed. Um, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life i now live in the body i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me this no one really this is like one of the most revolutionary things because it's it's kind of showing where christianity separates nevertheless I live but it's not me who lives it's Christ who lives in me so my old life dead and buried I'm raised up a brand new person but it's not me it's Christ who lives in me so here's this idea that Christianity is Christ in me not me doing good things to get brownie points with God like showing empathy but it's God in me that's doing it and so if you take Galatians 2:20 and you kind of Put that together with Philippians 2.13. Philippians says, for it is God who works in you to will and act according to fulfill his good purpose. So he says, don't you know it's God in you that makes you want to do the will of God, and it's actually God in you that does it. I don't know, guys. (laughs) That's, That's a game changer. Because Christianity is not us doing good things that God will give us credit. It's like there's a little old lady that needs help across the street, and we notice her. Like, who noticed her? Nobody noticed her. I noticed her. And so I walk over, and I help this little lady across the street. And as I'm doing it, I'm thinking how lucky God is to have me on his side because I'm so empathetic, and I'm a servant, really. And God says, you moron. Don't you get that it was me in you that made you notice that little old lady. It was me and you that gave you the desire to help that little old lady. It was me and you that just happened to use your legs to walk over to the little old lady. It was me that put your arm around her and I walked her across the street. What part of you had nothing to do with this do you not understand? Because it's God in us that does it. Is it hard to show empathy? Is it sometimes hard to feel what someone else is feeling, especially if you're mad at them? Absolutely. It would be extremely difficult for you to do. That's why it's so cool that it's not you. It's God in you. It's God in us that feels what they're feeling. It's God's empathy inside of us that allows us to have empathy with other people. You know, we're, we're called to be a peculiar people, right? That we're going to stand out in a crowd. And one of the ways that I think believers could be doing that is feeling with people. When we look at scripture and we see Jesus and that Jesus wept for his friends, I think we should simply weep with our friends. Let's be the Holy Spirit's presence in their life and just feel with them, hurt with them, weep with them. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the privilege of being in your house, worshiping to you, Father, allowing our spirits to touch yours. And Father, I do pray that you would give us the opportunity to be used of you this week. Forget this week, this day, this morning, to walk alongside those that are hurting because we're swimming in an ocean of people in pain. We can't walk two feet without hitting someone that's in deep, Father, let us stop our busyness, let us unplug, let us look up from our screens and feel the hurt that's around us. Let us feel their pain and let us weep with them. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Austin Life Church Podcast. To help support us, please take a second to rate and review us on iTunes and visit us at austinlifechurch.com.